Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 245, and today we're going to be talking all about the new update that Amazon has announced and started to enforce. Now, some of you may or may not know, but Amazon does change the rules whenever they want, right? And they sometimes publicly talk about it and sometimes they don't talk about it. They just enforce it. And a lot of times in the terms of service and the TOS, it's unclear. So what I wanted to do is have someone who is an expert in this because she does this for a living. She actually works on uh, Amazon listings. She also works on e-commerce stuff, but more importantly, she has to really understand the rules and the updates. Her name is Karen Faxton. I've had her on before, a couple times actually, and I always have her on when there's updates or major updates. Well, there is some of them right now, so that's what we're going to be talking about. These new optimization rules and regulations. We're also going to be talking about how to avoid a suppressed listing, or as I like to call it, avoiding the Amazon slap. And also, we're going to be talking about the best practices to help you rank your products and get them to convert better. And there's no better person than to have someone like Karen Faxon who does this for a living. Like I said, she works on a lot of different businesses selling on Amazon and uh, and she's been doing that for years and she's also a copywriting expert as well. So it's always great to chat. She's always, always digging for information and she's pretty persistent. So she's constantly contacting the, the seller support, the catalog team, different, uh, different authority chains where she can actually go to a higher level. So she's always, always trying to find out the answers because a lot of times it's unclear. And uh, she's going to be, de- be able to distill all of this for us and break it down in bite-sized pieces. The other thing is she's going to be sharing with us kind of like those, those fields that we weren't really sure of as far as like what they will do for us as far as like the bullet points like they, that has been said that that will do nothing for your ranking um I disagreed uh but you know some people were saying yeah that's what they say and yeah I haven't noticed anything different from my bullets or my description they don't really use that for ranking well now they're saying something a little bit different and she's going to talk all about that and about the search fields in the back in the back end of your listing a lot of us know that recently they updated that where now you can put in up to 5,000 characters. Before it was like under, I don't think 100, it was like 50. It was like, you had like 50 per line. So it was like 200, was that 250 for five lines? Yeah, something like that, right? So they've since updated that. And uh, now they're also saying that maybe we shouldn't need to use all of those uh, or we don't really need to use the back end because the front end is going to be indexed. So she's going to break all that down for us. And I just wanted to kind of give you guys an overview of what we're going to be talking about. So if you guys want to understand more about this, which I think anyone selling on Amazon should, you're definitely going to want to listen to this interview I did with Karen Faxton. The other thing I want to remind you is the show notes, okay, and the transcripts, especially for an episode like this. This is kind of like a workshop. We literally broke it down. I asked a ton of questions because I had a lot of questions, and she kind of goes through all of the points that she wanted to bring up that have been changed or that have been cleared up or that are still unclear. So all of that stuff, again, can be found in the show notes on this episode, which is theamazingseller.com forward slash 245. And there you can grab all of that. Like I said, you can download the transcripts. The show notes are there. The links will be there. And also the two episodes before that she was on was episode 86 and episode 155. Again, those will be linked up in the show notes to this episode as well. So uh, yeah, I'm going to stop talking now so you guys can listen to this 
this conversation that I had with Karen. And again, I I asked a ton of questions myself. So you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna listen to these because again, these are these are questions that I had that you may have as well. And it can only benefit fit us to be able to play by the rules and avoid any type of suppressed listing or Amazon slap, as I call it. So this way here we can keep our listings running every single day. So enjoy this interview with Karen Thaxton. Well, hey, Karen, welcome back to the TAS podcast. What's going on? It's always nice to talk to you. How are you doing? Doing great. Visit number three. I'm glad to be back. Yes, it is. And uh, it's funny because, uh, you know, each episode that we've done in the past, uh, it's they've been really, really meaty. They, they've got a lot of great content, a lot of updates. And I know that you kind of have, you know, your eyes and ears open because you have to, because that's kind of what you'd help people with, right, with optimization. But it's always good to have someone like you in our corner to be able to kind of guide us through and kind of pay attention to those changes, because they do happen sometimes quickly, but sometimes we don't know that they're being changed either. Um, I recently had a listing that got suppressed because of a title, and I was like, I don't know, like 10 characters, um, and I didn't realize it, but then there's one day they just decided to suppress my listing. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess I got to fix that. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah. So um, what are you going to be talking about? about today, getting us caught up with, maybe just give us a little bit of a rundown or, or kind of like an overview, and then we can just dig in, because I know you got a bunch of stuff to cover with us. Yeah, as usual, I come loaded for bear. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, last year, actually, speaking about the title suppression, in uh, July of 2015, mm -hmm. Amazon sent out an email about that exact same topic, and nothing ever happened. So everybody kind of decided that as usual, Amazon is saying one thing and doing another. Mm -hmm. So they they just, you know, it went by the wayside and everybody paid attention. And like you mentioned, all of a sudden people's listings are being suppressed and can't figure out why and having all these issues. So we're going to talk a little bit about title suppression, which is now in full blown effect mm -hmm. uh, and causing some hassles for sellers. And then I also want to bring some information about changes to the optimized listings for search and browse policy that Amazon made and bring you up to date on that because there are some significant changes, including the fact that for most purposes, uh, search terms are now optional instead of being required in order to rank. Yeah. Uh, we're going to dig deep into that and some other things that are involved in this optimized search and browse change that I think is causing serious issues for a lot of sellers. And, and lots of people have been contacting us, as a matter of fact, saying, hey, what's going on? All of a sudden, I just sort of fell off the face of the earth. So between these two, we may be able to offer some good help to, to some confused sellers. Yeah. And I mean, so what you're saying, though, too, is like one day you could be ranking and the next day those rankings kind of disappear or at least drop. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and we've actually had clients that sent us charts and graphs and, and wow. graphics and things like that that said, ah, you know, what's mm -hmm. going on over the last couple of months? We went from one seller that just e emailed us was doing $40,000 a month mm -hmm. and went down to about $2,000 wow. a month. So literally their listing and all related search results vanished. Hmm. Yeah. Several weeks or a couple of months. I've forgotten what the time frame was, but there's a lot of things going on. Um, the, we at Marketing Words deal with 
with words, writing words and keywords. So that's all we're going to talk about today. But there's also issues where Amazon has made older sellers update to the new Amazon system. So if you were grandfathered before and had an Amazon listing like that, and then that's, you know, if your account has been updated and you're seeing things differently, that may be an issue. But a lot of confused people and very frustrated sellers. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I can understand that, and I think we all can. Again, going back to, and I'm not going to dig into this too much, but people have already been hearing me talk about that, and I know that you, you come from the e-commerce space, not just Amazon, but a, a, another reason why we have to play by the rules, but also another reason why we shouldn't put all of our eggs in one basket. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? So if you're, and maybe we can have you come on an, another time too, and maybe talk a little bit about just e-commerce, like, you know, like talking about like how to optimize, you know, our own website and stuff. And I had, I had Spencer Hawes come on, who, who's a great at it, by the way. And, and great at getting sites ranked and all that stuff. But maybe it'd be another conversation to talk about that because there's a lot that goes into you know building a business, not just on Amazon. But if we are on Amazon, we're banking on Amazon not like suppressing us or dropping our rankings. And if it does happen and that's all that you're doing, well, guess what? That's a wake-up call to say, what the heck am I doing here? Because your business can be taken out overnight and it's pretty scary. So hopefully you're going to help us eliminate that or avoid that if at all possible by having us update and and uh you know making these changes so this way here we can conform to their their rules and and regulations and stuff well hopefully so and you're absolutely right this goes to all the e-coms that had uh exceptional Google listings years ago before oh, yeah. Google started with the animal parade of Panda and Penguin and Hummingbird and all that other stuff that dumped out a lot of e-com sellers, especially the ones that were using uh, canned copy that was provided by the manufacturer, mm -hmm. which was duplicated all over the place. And in yeah. one fell swoop, all their traffic went away because they had no other ways of driving traffic except through Google. Yep. So the same exact thing. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Great. But if all your eggs are in one basket, we're going to try to help you out a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. All right. So where, where should we start? Where should we start? Uh, let's start with title suppression because that's going to take yeah. the least amount of time. And then we're going to dig deep into this new optimization policy from Amazon. Uh, in July 2015, like I mentioned before, Amazon sent out an email to all sellers, to my knowledge, mm -hmm. that pretty much said uh, – if your title exceeds 200 characters, so if you are 201 characters or, or longer, we are going to, A, either rewrite your title the way that we want it to be and not tell you that we've done it, or B, suppress your listing. And nothing happens for literally almost a year later, and all of the sudden, if you go in and do what I did, I did some spot checking in a lot of different categories. I certainly didn't get to all of them. But when I was checking all these titles, even in kitchen, when you type in the word silicone, which usually <laughs> in the kitchen category would bring up all the spammy listings, anything made out of silicone, yeah. I found one listing in the top two pages that was like five characters over the 200 limit, which is unheard of. I mm -hmm. mean, these listings had 300 character titles and 500 character titles, and it was just amazing. And I've done checking in other categories that, you know, beauty and uh, health supplements and things like that, that were infamous for having extremely long titles. And out of probably 75 titles that I looked at in a variety of categories, I found a total of two that were longer than wow. 200. One was 202 or something like that. The other was about 210. Mm -hmm. So not much longer. Sure. 
so it is in full-blown effect now. If you have titles that are over 200 characters, you want to go in and change those, especially if your listings are some of the ones that have dropped off the face of, of the earth as far as Amazon is concerned. You will look in at a product and you will see that it tells you you can have up to 250 ca uh, characters in your title or some other number that exceeds 200. It does not matter. I have confirmed with the leadership team. I have confirmed with the catalog team. And I have confirmed with the technical team that the suppression rule trumps what's showing in Add a Product. And all three of these uh, higher-up reps that I'm working with are feverishly trying to get those numbers changed because it's deceptive. Yeah. Amazon tells you, yeah. or it yeah. appears to tell you, you can have a maximum of 250 characters. But if you do that, they're going to suppress your title. It's crazy to me though, too. It's like Amazon's this big, huge, like, you know, <laughs> this whole big, huge business, right? And they have so much money, but they can't change something as small as telling you how many characters to make sure that it aligns with their terms of service. It just makes no sense to me. But anyway, that's not another, that's it just is, a little rant for me. It is frustrating. <laughs> and believe me, I rant about it all the time, oh. but they are so monster sized and the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is yeah, doing. You're right. So you get the catalog team that goes in and says, no, this isn't right. We're suppressing <laughs> titles and blah, blah, blah. And they change it to 200 or 150 or whatever it's supposed to be for yep. that category. Yep. And then the technical team comes in and says, oh no, there's room for more than that in there. There were some. There were some. This was a glitch, and it's now been corrected. In baby and a couple of other categories, where they had in at a product when you hovered over the little eye to tell you yeah. what the characters were, five hundred oh, for geez. the title, which was a glitch. <laughs> it was supposed to be fifty, and somebody made a typo. Um, oh man! But it's just ridiculous. Absolutely yeah, ridiculous. It is. And here's what I'd like to ask everybody listening to this episode of the podcast if you will check the categories that you're selling in and if they are if they state that they're over 200 characters is allowed for the title i really wish you would send a very nice email to seller support and say look i understand the suppression rule cuts off titles that are longer than 200 characters so why are you telling me that i can have 250 please change this mm, that's good yeah if they I, hear enough noise yep. about it maybe it'll happen faster yeah and, and it doesn't like you said just be a quick short little email and send it in and if, if you get enough of them hey who knows it, they may be able to update that because it is it's it's, it's going to help us but it's going to help anyone else that's uh that's in there that's being confused that's being you know suppressed Right, exactly. And some categories don't even get up to 200 characters for the limit. Jewelry, I think, is 100. Baby is about 80. Clothing is 80. So those categories don't even get up that high. But home, pet, garden, uh, consumer electronics, and lots of others that will go you know, up to that limit. And then, of course, there's Amazon's Quick Start Guide that says every category can have 200 uh, they will. They also will slap you for that. We've had people in clothing. They're particular about clothing category. And the client said, write the title to 200 characters. I swear that's what we get. And when we put it up, Amazon slapped him immediately and said, nope, 80 or less. Wow. So pay attention to mm. what's allowed uh, in the style guide, not in add a product or in a flat file. Style guide is always your best bet for getting accurate information. Um, but yeah, so if you've had an issue with your listing disappearing, check your titles first to make sure that you are below 
I, to be it safe, I'd go below 200, 199 or less. Now, let, let me ask you one quick question. I know yeah. we're going to talk about the, uh, you know, the back end, the, the search mm-hmm. terms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if we're removing some of that out of our title, do you think then right away we should take and put that in our back end somewhere? Yeah, okay. I do. Okay. I do. And we're going to get into yeah. the, the point where Amazon talks about the fact that East, they don't word it this way, but essentially they're saying that search terms are optional because now they're asking that you put them in different places other than the search term fields. But mm-hmm. uh, let's, unless you've got another question about titles, no, no, let's I, jump I, into that. No, I, I think that that's good. I just want people to understand too, uh, you know, just with your title, you know, what Amazon really wants is just to know what the product is. They don't want to know that it's for Father's Day or they don't want to know that it's for, uh, you know, a certain activity. Um, they want you to put the, like what it is, like, you know, stainless right. steel, garlic press, uh, nine inch, uh, something like that. Uh, you know, so they want it to be now that doesn't mean you can't add a little bit in there. But in the same breath, they don't want you to put in there like top quality, um, any of these any of these, uh, I guess, influenced keywords um, that don't really have anything to do with the product. One quick question on that, though, Karen, is Mm -hmm. have you noticed that they're just suppressing the listing and your listing is now just not being seen? Or do you see it where they just they just chop off wherever it ends and then it just, you know, at the last one, it just kind of doesn't really make sense. Or maybe they just cut off that last word. What have you noticed? I have not. No, I know that every seller has not contacted Marketing Words to let me know what's going on. But the ones we have heard from, um, they were their titles were changed by Amazon. Some of them were, and they were done in Amazon's format, brand, product name, size, color, blah, blah, blah. Some of those, they give you templates for what the title should be in the style guide. That's something else that's included in there. And many categories have something in there that say brand, product, name, model name, model number, something unique. Yep. So there is a little bit of room, you know, if you've got some bonus you want to include or whatever to put something unique in there. But um, most of them are saying that they've just fallen off the face of the earth, that even when they type in uh, exact content from their listing, they're not showing up or they're showing up, you know, on page three or something Mm -hmm. like that, even if they type in a whole bullet point. that's on there or something to that effect. So somehow or the other, Amazon is just shoving those way, way, way down at the bottom. Yeah. I've, I've noticed it twice. There's two brands that I'm working with and, uh, I've noticed two things. One, one was suppressed totally. And it basically just said, and I didn't even, they didn't even notify me. Uh, If they did, it went to my spam folder because I didn't Mm -hmm. notice it. And I went in Mm -hmm. to do an update myself to edit it. And it said suppressed. And then I went in and I looked at the reasoning and, and they told me it was title. So I fixed it and then boom, it was unsuppressed. So fine. Okay. That was fine. The second one was they changed it to what they wanted it to be. Right. Um, but then also I had to go round and round in order for them to let me change it to what I wanted it to be within those characters now mm-hmm. because they would, they, they were like, no, you, you had it wrong. Now we want it right. And this is what's right. And we're not going to let you change it <laughs> basically. So yeah. then I had to go back and forth, back and forth until they were able to let us edit it now. Um, so I had two different scenarios. So I think it's just going to be, again, whoever does it, who, who, you know, wherever it go, whatever filter it goes through, whatever, it could be different for everyone. It could be. And we have, now that you mentioned, uh, not being able to edit your own titles, we have had several clients that have emailed us, 
uh, over the last couple of months that said, what is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been able to make changes to our listings and now we can't or to or can't make it to the title or whatever section they were talking about. Yeah. Um, and that was probably at the beginning stages of Amazon making this title suppression full blown. Mm -hmm. And it's taken them, I mean, it's right now it's August. So it's taken them a year to actually put this in effect full force. But when you're a monster sized company, I guess things take time. But yeah. And what did you do? Did you just contact them to try to get that? So you had edit, so you could be able to edit those, those, those titles. Yes. And told the client, you know, you know, you may want to mention this or mention that or something to that effect. There are some of them that Amazon just said, nope, you had your mm -hmm. chance and you're done. If yeah. you want to make changes to the title, you have to send them in for approval from now on. Yep. Uh, if you do get that, send in another seller support ticket in a couple of weeks or so because anybody that's been selling on Amazon for long knows that one seller central support rep will tell you one thing and a different mm. one will tell you something else. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you may want to try again in a couple of weeks and say, hey, could we please have access to our listing again? We promise to be good boys and girls. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We promise. Please, please, please. Yeah, so, please, please. Okay. All right, cool. All right, let's dig into uh, the, uh, I, I believe you're, you want to talk about the, the, the search fields. Yep, optimization yeah. uh, for these listings. Now, I am going to go over this was actually highlighted uh, in the Amazon seller support homepage on the, the headlines section um, July 3rd. So it's been about a month now, but okay. the page was changed months before that. Okay. And they didn't say a word about it. Mm. They, you know, they put it up, but if you didn't happen to go to that page and notice it, um, so thankfully everything on here with the exception of not putting key phrases in the search term fields, which I'll talk about in a second, mm -hmm. are things that Marketing Words has always done with Amazon listings because it made sense to do so. Sure. So uh, if you have not been doing these things already, then you want to take some notes to make sure that your listings are up to par. But what's going on here, It it and I'll read bits and pieces of this to you and then we can discuss it. But sure. one section in the very beginning says, customers search by entering keywords which are matched against the information, the title, description, etc. you provide for your product. And factors include, these are the same that have always been, uh, the degree of text match, the price, the availability, the selection, the recent sales history, and it lists some other things. So all of, of that part is the same. Um and then it talks about each individual word and the product name, the title, is searchable on its own. And that's also the same as it has been in the past. The same applied to the search term fields previously, that every, you know, every term was searchable on its own. Um, but what they are changing now is that they're saying information provided in the product description and bullet points is searchable by customers. They're coming right out and telling us that. They hinted to this when they redid the Home Garden Kitchen Pet Style Guide back in December of two, 2015. I think it was in December. Mm -hmm. They hinted around to this. Now they're coming flat out and saying it, that they are now using the bullets and the description as part of the search algorithm. So now it's that part is searchable. So now that's confirmed because we we were always told like we don't know it could be we're not sure uh, you know but now they're coming out and saying yes it is searchable. Yes exactly okay. and there was such 
iffy evidence mm. before. Sometimes it seemed like it might be. And because yep. everything in Amazon's search algorithm is so intertwined, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to do, everybody says, what's the most important part? There isn't one most important part. You have to do it all. And that's why. Uh, so a little bit further down, it says... Uh, Amazon provides sellers with an opportunity to include additional product-related keywords in fields such as search terms. These keywords should only include relevant information that is not already captured by other fields, such as the product name, which is the title, the key product features, the product description, the brand name, etc. So now it's telling us that... That basically well, they don't want us to repeat. What, well, relevant information that's not already in another field. So mm-hmm. if you have a keyword in some other field, if it's in the title, Amazon is saying it does not need to be in the bullets or the description or the search term fields. Now, doesn't need to be doesn't mean that you're going to get penalized if it is there. It just means that it's not a requirement for search. Okay. And what they're trying to head off here is people that were pulling a Google, as I call it, and they they mistakenly believed that, pardon me, <clears throat> excuse me, goodness, that Amazon operated the same way Google did. You, you've never had to repeat keywords in Amazon. You right. put it in the listing once, they got it, no problem. So I think they're trying to have folks that have been over optimizing these listings to back off some it i mean there are some things that you're going to have to do if you have a stainless steel um insulated water bottle that's what the thing is it may also be a keyword or key phrase but you're going to have to call it a stainless steel insulated water bottle throughout your listing because you're talking about it talking about it right (laughs) yeah so that's fine but just don't they're saying here you don't have to reach any type of percentage of keywords in a listing or anything mm-hmm. like that. So now, now what do you what do you think though about like is there and I know there's probably not any way to really figure this out unless we did a test, but and maybe you have or maybe you've heard people that have, like what is weighted the most? You know what I mean? Like is the title like we've all heard the title is it. That's where you're found. And then the other thing is just kind of like Amazon picks up bits and pieces um, just like Google. Right. Your title when you're going for, a, you know, an article that you're writing is going to be the title is going to be the heaviest. And then it's going to go to the H2 tag. And then it's you know what I mean? Like, is mm-hmm. there any evidence of saying like the title is like, you know, that is where the keyword needs to be if that's your main, main keyword, or wouldn't it matter if it was in the bullet or description or the back end? I have been told by two uh, reps at Amazon that were, I don't remember what teams they were on, but they were higher up than your just general frontline seller central reps, which generally don't know a whole lot about keywords at all. Um, but these guys were telling me that the stuff above the fold held the most weight, which okay. would be the title in the bullets. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, it makes however, sense. However, that was months ago before mm. Amazon released this. Yeah. So we're going to have to wait and see what Amazon says and what you actually find <laughs> on there are often. And I tell you what, it just gets so irritating because I had a conversation with a 
frontline seller central rep the guy refused to connect me to somebody else he was going to help me or die one of the two mm. and i'm asking him all these very specific questions about the updates on this page this was weeks ago and i would ask the question one way and he would say yes that's what you need to do and i would say okay so then blah 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 and i would ask the same question a different way and he would say correct that's you don't need to do that it's so like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is funny. Uh, I, I did I did a little test recently. Actually, it was about a week ago, not even a week ago, about four days ago. And um, I took one of my competitors that um, they had a keyword in their title that I didn't have in my title. I actually didn't have it in, in my listing um, because it wasn't really, didn't seem like it was going to be that big of a keyword. But I wanted to test it because it wasn't anywhere in my, my listing at all. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I put it in the search field in the back end only in the back end. And uh, within uh, literally 12 or 14 hours, I was ranking for that keyword. On, and it was not that competitive of a keyword too, which you know, you, some could say, well, that's why you ranked. But it still showed me that Amazon indexed me for that keyword in 12 hours. But uh, did and- it hold? That's two a good weeks, question. Two I, weeks later, was it still there? Because I find that a lot. Yet. It'll yeah. show up instantly, and then it's like it sort of has to filter through the system, yeah. and maybe a few days or a week later, it's gone. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm going to do while we're on here, while you're um, discussing more things, I'll look at that real quick. Oh, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll report back. But uh, I was just surprised that they at least indexed it, so it showed me that it was looking and it was doing it on a regular basis. It wasn't just like they had like a 24 hour thing. It was more, it was frequent. And and then from there also that it, it actually picked it up. So that's a good question though. I mean, we got to, again, we got to see if it holds, but it did show me that they indexed because I wasn't anywhere on the map. And then all of a sudden I put that in and all go. of a sudden I'm on the map. So yeah. anyway, all right, let's, uh, let, okay. let's move through this. So we're, we were talking about the keywords should have relevant information and not already be mentioned in the different ways to the point of you don't have to constantly repeat all of this stuff. So uh, they go on to say, if a keyword provides valuable information about your product, then it belongs in the product description or the key product features, which are the bullet points, not the search term field. And it gives an example of an all-in-one printer and says that you would be better off to include words like scanner and copier in the bullet points instead of in the search term fields. And they go on to say, write out nothing to hide here. You are not required to provide keywords for your products. There's no additional benefit in providing keywords, except when they contain unique information that is that doesn't fit in any other non-keyword field. So you've got, I'm wondering if in doing this, and this is me wondering, this is not, I don't want people saying, but Karen said Amazon's doing this. No, this is <laughs> me being curious. Right, right, right. Um, I wonder if they are trying to contain all the keyword spam. That's going on by, I mean, it it would appear to me that if they're saying that all these leftover keywords go into the search term fields now, that possibly they are devaluing the search terms Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not getting rid of them because like you just said, you pop one in and kaboom, it proves that they're picking it up. But um, by saying that you would be better off to put them in the title the bullets or the product description, there's a finite amount of space in all of those. Yeah, right. 
So you can only fit so many. So I'm, I'm thinking, wondering, being curious about whether this is Amazon's attempt at trying to get rid of people that are shoving in irrelevant keywords all over the place uh, and their system is picking up on it. Um, now, here's a question that I get, have been getting asked a lot. We've got, you know, clients come and say, we've got 100 listings, 1,500 listings up on Amazon that are, you know, 10 years old for products that we've been selling forever. You know, if they're mm -hmm. the manufacturer of whatever, do we have to go back through all those listings and take out the keywords? I have not seen any evidence of that. And Amazon goes on later to say that they will ignore irrelevant keywords and and I've forgotten how they phrased it exactly but which leads me to believe that if you have a keyword in your bullet and it's also in the search terms it isn't going to hurt anything it just isn't going to help you okay okay but I have not seen any evidence if it if that were the if what they're saying here were retroactive to all these these old listings that are up now all of a sudden, you wouldn't be able to find anything on Amazon. That's, yeah, absolutely right. Nothing. I no, mean, no. the entire system would crash because yeah, right. everybody's been doing it the way, the old way for the so long. Way. Exactly. Um, I'm not exactly sure that I trust this right now. So for the time being anyway, uh, we are still recommending, and when we create product listings for clients, we are still creating terms to go in the search terms, and they will duplicate what's in the bullet points and what's in the product description, not in the title. Um, we've never duplicated from the title to the search terms because that's was the way that you did it in the beginning. Right, but, right, right. Um, but we will leave those in there. And then we'll have to just watch and see, you know, if we take it out of a search terms and leave it in the bullet, are we still holding okay? Did it waver? Did it crash? You know, there's a lot of testing to be done. So uh, Yeah, there is. And uh, that's where people can also get a little overwhelmed. But And I would tell anyone, too, if you're testing like I was doing here, uh, you know, with these keywords in the back end to see if it did index because they were keywords that I wasn't currently ranking for anywhere. Um, and if I was able to put them in and see what it did, but again, I only did one word. I didn't like, uh, do a bunch of different modifications in different places because then I never would know, right? If I put it yeah. in the title, put it in the back end, put it in a bullet. Now all of a sudden you're like, well, which one really helped me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which one did right. they really pick up on? But by me only putting it in the, in the back end in the search, uh, field, then I know that that's the only place it is in my listing. So that's the one that, uh, that actually helped. And actually, while you were just talking, I did, I went through four keywords that I, that I tested differently, you know, with, but all in the back end. And, um, you're right. Two of them stuck and two of them didn't. Yeah. So two of them could come back. Like you said, they mm -hmm. could, it could just be doing a little bit of a float here, but in the same breath, two of them did stick. Um, so why don't know, uh, but, uh, but, uh, I did the exact same thing for those same keywords and I put them in the same exact spot. Um, so it's kind of interesting and it's funny because the ones that stuck are actually more competitive keywords. So interesting. Very um, cool. Yeah, yeah. We, we see that a lot where sometimes they'll stay around for a while and other times for whatever reason, Amazon, Amazon says, nah, that filtered through the system and we don't like it. So they kick it back out. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, uh, the other, I guess the other thing is too, real quick, going back to titles or even in the, in the search fields, what's your thoughts on commas? They're repeating in here that, uh, use a single space to separate keywords, no commas, no semicolons, no carrots are required is okay. exactly what Amazon is okay. saying. And 
that's what they've said for a while, although I have found pages in Seller Central that say you should use a comma. <laughs> I've also had lots and lots and lots of clients that have told us that front-end Seller Central reps, the ones that you get in contact with first, uh, have told them that they should use commas. Uh, so it's just, I shake my head at Amazon a lot. <laughs> Again, it comes down to testing though. You know what it I mean? Does. It's like, uh, you know, try it without, try it with, try it, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I guess I'm looking at too, like it, as far as like, if you're putting a title together and you want to break, you know, something because it does, you don't want it to just run together. Would you use a comma? Would you use a hyphen? What would you use in that case? Um, it kind of depends on how complex the, the thoughts are in the title. If it's, if we, you know, got a, a bundle or something that we're, we've got three entirely different thoughts going on, I might stick a pipe in there. That, oh, okay. That pipe. Yep. vertical line that goes up yep. and down. That's yeah, a keyboard character. So it's not like a, you know, a special character or whatever. That's fine. And it flies. Uh, Amazon doesn't like you to use dashes in titles and um, hyphens in titles. And I'm not exactly sure why they've never explained it, but we don't put those in very much. We will use commas um, sometimes as well. Um, other times we have used slashes, you know, like if you marketingwords.com slash yep. whatever, sometimes we'll put a slash in there for yep. different reasons, but, mm -hmm. and, um, and they, they seem to be okay. Yeah. Okay. It seems like what, I mean, obviously they don't want exclamation point. They don't want punctuation, exclamation points or question marks or any of that stuff. Uh, dashes, they're not a fan of special characters like the trademark symbol or a registration mark or something like that. They don't want in there, but I mean, if you can find it on your keyboard, pretty much you're okay yeah. if it's not something in there. But um, okay. they don't, you know, and of course, no HTML. They don't want you to try of to course. put that in either. But um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's good to know uh, because uh, there's been a lot of, you know, what should I put in there? Is it hurting me? Is it, you know, but I, I think that's mm -hmm. a good, I think that's a good rule. If it's on your keyboard, there's, there's, there's a pretty good chance that it's going to be okay. And again, uh, you know, I would just play it safe. You know, I wouldn't want to, you know, put in something that wasn't on there. Like, a, you know, you see some people putting on, you know, like the, the bullet of a star or uh, mm -hmm, you right. see those things. I mean, eh, you know, it's just, again, and we're going back to like, you know, will it fly for a little while? Maybe, but uh, it might hurt you in the end too when you, you get suppressed. Well, I still believe there's tons and tons of sellers that have come to Amazon from eBay and on eBay, everything goes. Yeah. And I don't point. think they've bothered to read the enormous amount of conflicting information that seller support provides. <laughs> and if they have, they've gone screaming from the room because it is an enormous amount of conflicting information. So there's, there's lots and lots of rules and regs when it comes to this. Uh, but you just have to see what happens. So, yeah. So, I mean, okay. So let's just kind of go back to the, you know, like the older sellers like that have had uh, already listings up. So again, let's just kind of go back to that real quick. What would you recommend for them to, to basically do? Would you recommend them to go through all of the, their, their listings or maybe do their most important ones that are selling the most and then kind of work yourself backwards? Like what would be your advice there? If there are listings that are not selling very well, um, for me, I tend to want to experiment on something that I don't have a lot to lose. Sure. So if you're running tests, you know, and you've got listings that aren't performing all that well, maybe you want to start working on those first. Okay. But I am not going to go to all our clients and tell them you need to search through the copy and remove any keywords in the bullets in the product description from the search term field. No, that would be way too big of a risk right now. So... 
if you want to play around with them, like Scott was saying earlier, you need to be able to identify what worked and what didn't. So literally one term at a time. Mm. And I would play with, you know, a handful of listings that are at the bottom of, of your conversion ratio so that you're not messing around with your money makers yeah. and watch for patterns. Yeah. You know, okay, we've taken this so far. We've done this with 10 different listings or two different listings if you only have 10 up on Amazon, something like that, a small number. And we've seen this result in every case or in three quarters of the cases. Okay, you're probably safe to move on and do a few more or whatnot. Once Mm -hmm. you get a feel for it and you are able to see this crashes every time or this makes an improvement every time or almost every time, then you can start doing it with some more of the listings, but, um, Amazon has a very forgiving platform when you're doing any kind of tests at all. If you see a negative result put back in exactly what you had before and nine times out of 10, it will go back the way that it was. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good point too. If you're making any of these changes, what I would do is I would copy exactly what you have and then put it into a spreadsheet or put it into a, a, just a text doc and just say before test, and then you can do after test. And I mean, as simple as just putting it into uh, a text doc, uh, just so that way there you have it, you can copy and paste it back. That's a good point exactly. for anyone, for anyone that's out there doing any testing, because you don't want to say like, what was it again that I had that was working really well? Exactly. You know? so. And then you always have to go in and look at the data. And mm. a lot of people say, well, I had three sales before and then I made this change and I had five sales a day. After that, it could be that five sales a day, believe it or not, is a reduction in your conversion rate. Mm -hmm. Because if that change that you made started bringing lots more traffic to your site for a particular keyword, for example, but the majority of those people bounced, they didn't purchase, even though you got a couple more sales per day, your conversion rate went down. Amazon's going to say, whatever they did has made this listing not convert as well as it used to. So we're going to start demoting it in the search results. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So and check your data, check your reports. Check, yeah. Check, check your reports. And I, and I know we had Greg Mercer on talking about Splitly. Uh, I'm a fan of it. I've been using it. Um, and again, it's it still takes time though. You have to set up the test and let it run. You can't just do it like for three days and go, oh, okay, there's the results. It takes time and it takes patience because like you just said, we have to do one thing at a time. So if you're testing a title and you want to see how that does, you have to give it at least two weeks. In my, in my opinion, you got to give it at least two weeks, depending on how much traffic you're getting. If you're getting like, you know, right. 500, you know, people to your page every single day. Well now maybe we can do it in a week. I don't know, but, um, you know, I've been using splitly. It works really, really good. Uh, guys, I'll, I'll link that up again in the show notes as, as well. If you guys are interested in using a software that actually manages that for you, because what it really does is it does it daily versus doing it once waiting two weeks and then coming back and doing it again. Um, it's pretty cool, but, uh, I think split testing is huge. Uh, for any business, whether it's doing this or Google or doing a landing page or whatever it is, I think it's it's so so important and so valuable because you can just right. if you just increase your percentage by one percent, I mean that's a that's a, a significant thing when you're when you're talking maybe you get five hundred people to your page a day you get five extra sales right know? and we usually suggest that they go by traffic levels and not by number of days mm-hmm. so that. Yeah. That way it doesn't matter. I mean, if you had a listing that was getting a, you know, it's a new one and you've just started and it's getting a hundred hits a day, for example, sure. 
then you want to wait, you know, if you if you wait a week, that's going to be 700 hits to that page. When you make a test, put that into effect, you need to give it 700 hits, exactly. 700 visits yep. to that page again so that there's an equal amount of traffic. Otherwise, your test is skewed. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's it's totally skewed. And and it's skewed also if you're if you're doing this around maybe a popular time like Prime Day or something like that, right? So exactly. You, you have to... Or yeah. in the summer, I mean, yeah. especially right before parents start spending an ungodly amount of money on back to school stuff. Yeah. Sales kind of slump yep. every summer because yep. they have to wait and spend it all on the kids. So, sure, sure. you know, you've got to pay attention to that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, I, I am such a testing geek. That's just so much fun. <laughs> it to, is fun. Yeah. to be. It, it takes a lot of time. It but does. To, to go in and dig around and go, oh, well, see, now that didn't work out as well as we thought because A, B, and C didn't equal D, E, and F. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, and that's the thing, too. You might do a test and, and you get less result, you know, you get less sales, let's say, or you get a less conversion, right? Well, now you know that that test didn't work. So now we got to put the back to the original and then start from there and use that as our, as they call it a control. That's the one that we're using as the base test. And then we're going to throw something else on top of it that we can test as well. Um, awesome. So, okay. So we pretty much went through, I think a lot of what you wanted to cover. Was there anything else that we missed? Yes, we didn't go through everything yet. Okay, (laughs) keep going, keep going. We chased the testing rabbit down the trail, so now we have to come back. Okay, bring it back, bring it back. So Amazon is, we left off with Amazon saying that uh, you're not required to provide keywords in the search term field. That's right. You know, so that we're assuming that Amazon now wants the vast majority of your keywords to be in the bullets and the product description. You do not want to simply fill your bullet points and your description with keywords because your conversions will tank. That could possibly, underline possibly, make you rank a little bit higher until people get to the page and find no useful information about your product to help them convert, and then all of a sudden you're going backwards again. It'll it'll turn around and bite you. So Amazon is uh, saying do not provide an accurate, misleading, or irrelevant information in your keywords. And among that, they have added such as competitor product names. We get this asked all the time. Can I use competitor names in my search terms or in my listing? And you cannot. You can use complementary product names or brand names, Mm -hmm. but not competitive. So if you have a pet supplement, we'll say, and it's essentially the same as some name brand pet supplement out there, you would not put the name brand pet supplement in a search term or in your listing in the keywords or in the description um, because you are competing against this product. They a client, Here's a good test. Would a shopper on Amazon buy your product and this other product or would they buy your product or this other product? If it's a choice between one or the other, then you're competitors. Right. If they would purchase, for example, a uh, they would purchase a cross, you know, they would go to a CrossFit gym or purchase something from CrossFit, which is a brand name. And also they would purchase your particular jump rope or your particular exercise mat and they would use them together. Then they're complementary. Right. 
So if you're competing against each other, then no, you can't put that in your search terms. No. So, okay. So, and that's a little bit, it's a, it's a, that's a little foggy for me because here, here's the deal. Let's say for example, I make a, a filter that goes into a Dyson vacuum. Mm-hmm. So I can't put in there. It works well with a Dyson. Yes. Okay. So I can because, do that. I can't say that by this, you know, basically, you know, like you're saying that this is a Dyson filter. You're saying this works well with uh, you know, or can be used with Whirlpool refrigerator because I sell a filter for that water or whatever, you right. know? So I'm basically saying like this works, this fits this model or this fits this. Um, because I know I just had Chad Rubin on and I mean, he, that's his whole business. He yeah. sells replacement filters for name brand, you know, things. And I would think that's a, that's a great way to tap into a brand without actually being the brand. Exactly. And that's back to our test because you would buy that filter and yes. you would buy the Dyson vacuum. Sure. Okay. Or you would buy that filter and you would buy a Whirlpool yep. refrigerator or yep. something like okay. that. Okay. Yep. Okay. Good. Yep. Um, okay. Let's see what other notes I had here. Well, I got, I got something. I'll jump in here. So if they're saying, listen, you know, Karen, don't put search terms in the back end. Don't put them in the search fields. But they just gave us, you know, 5,000 characters now. Like, so, I know. so what, what What do I do with all that, right? Well, now, and here's another thing. Just because you can <laughs> no, I know, do something I know. doesn't mean you have to. But it's there, right? Or that, it, or that it's even a good idea. And I have never, you and I did a yeah. blog post on this when we had a couple other people jump into. I have, I saw this coming a mile away. I have never been a fan of just shoving any old keywords in there for the purpose of filling up 5,000 characters. Right, right, because... Right. You get irrelevant traffic coming to your listing that doesn't buy. So you get a ton of traffic. You get few for the amount of traffic you've gotten. You get very few conversions. So your conversion rate falls, your rankings fall, your sales fall. And then all of a sudden you're in a spiral. Yep. I agree. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. So I don't know why they did that unless they just opened it up and said, we're not going to restrict it anymore because they were thinking about making this change. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, but, I tell people to just, you know, be smart about it, you know, put the, put relevant keywords back there. Um, but now that they're saying that, you know, because before they were saying, no, the bullets, they don't, they don't help you, you know, get right. indexed or ranked and, oh, the description now nah, that doesn't help you either. That's just there to educate the people, um, right. that are coming to your listing. But now they're saying, no, we want you to put all the keywords in the front end because that's what we want people to see. And we're going to actually pick up on that. We're going to index that. So now what they're saying is you don't really need to use the back end anymore. Well, unless it's something they they were saying you don't put them in the search term fields unless it's something that wouldn't fit okay. in the bullets in the description, which okay. should be your most important keywords should mm-hmm. be there. Okay. And then if there's other things that you couldn't fit in there, and surely there will be because there's such a limited amount of space for that, then those are what go into the search term fields. Okay. okay. But Again, they do say it's optional. You are not required to provide keywords for your product. So I take that to mean that they're focusing the majority of the importance on what's included in the copy and not so much anymore what's in the back end. Okay. Um, But they also go in to say they've added this. Don't provide excessively long content. And apparently they, they're trying to head this off at the past too. Providing overly long content can violate Amazon's selling policy and they give a link to prohibited seller activities. Respect the limits that are set for the different fields. Mm-hmm. So 
I still don't know why they don't just put hard stops. If yeah. it's 200 character limit, then don't allow me to put in more than 200 characters, yeah. but yeah. still. Um, it's a gray area for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what else, what else do we want to cover here before we wrap this up? I know that we just went into a ton, um, that people can take away and actually go out there and do and take a look at their listings and stuff. But what else, uh, before we wrap up, would you like to, uh, let people know about optimizing in these, in these areas? I want to, uh, encourage everybody to do a little test with this one. Amazon says they keep insisting that they provide, uh, variants with spacing and punctuation and whatever, and they account for that in the search results. But we have done extensive tests on this. So for example, they're using the, uh, the 80 GB for gigabyte for a USB drive mm-hmm. and an external USB drive and, they have it listed as 80 GB with no space and 80 GB with a space and computer versus computers, singular and plural. If you go into Amazon and you type in uh, computer hard drive and you check maybe the first four or five listings that are there, make a note of them, go mm-hmm. in and put computer hard drives with an S. With an S, okay. Or this 80 GB with no space and 80 GB with a space. And then check to see if Amazon sees them as identical, you're going to get the exact same results on the search page. If you don't, Amazon is not seeing those two terms as equal. Okay. Which means that uh, in your back end, probably, you know, you would use the, the one that gets the higher search volume would be my recommendation. So if 80 GB with no space happens to be it, then you would put the one with the space in your search term. And this is something where Amazon says that they account for that and that you should not do this. So if you're really particular about Amazon's rules and regs, then you don't want to do what I'm telling you to do. Okay. Okay. Um, but when I test it, and it doesn't come back the way that Amazon says it is, then that tells me I need to account for that other variation. Yeah. No, it's, again, it's them saying one thing and it not performing the way that they're saying it is or coming out the way that they say it is. So again, uh, you know, plurals can be a big thing because some people search by that way or, uh, you know, who, who knows, maybe, maybe they were, they, they were looking for more than one, but that's really what people look for. So yeah. you won't show up unless you have that S on the end uh, exactly. you know what I mean? or the space, like you said. Exactly. Um, and Amazon gives a note that wasn't there before. And this is what I'll end with just so that, you know, Amazon says they reserve the right not to use all the keywords you supply mm-hmm. uh, for retrieving products. And that could include reasons of uh, search efficiency, potential manipulation mm. of the search results, yep. irrelevant search terms being included, or offensive terms or illegal terms being included. So you just want to remember that the majority of your heavy hitters when it comes to keywords need to be in either the title, the bullets, or the description. You do not, underline not, need to put them in all three of those places. Uh, and at least for this foreseeable future, until I get a good handle on what's going on with this, uh, we will still recommend that those terms are in the search term fields as well. Worst case scenario, they'll be ignored it won't hurt you to put them there. Best case scenario, it could it, it could still help you out for a while. Yeah, I agree. Well, this has been awesome. This has been kind of like a little uh, workshop in itself. So I want to <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on. I know I uh, I got a little bit more clarity, and I love having you kind of you know in the trenches, really uh, being able to kind of 
you know, read through all that documentation and, and get all of the facts, um, at least as clear as we can. So I want to thank you again for coming on. And, uh, I definitely want to uh, keep uh, keep in touch with you because, again, I mean, I think you bring a ton of value because that's what you're doing, right? You're working inside of people's businesses every single uh, day, uh, and uh, you get to see a lot of the, the things that are working and that are not. So, uh, I just want to thank you again for coming on, Karen. Uh, we'll link up all of the uh, all of the different things that we talked about here. We're going to have transcripts, all of that as well. Um, the other thing is, if anybody wants to check out the very first episode with Karen, you can go to theamazingseller.com forward slash 86. Again, they'll be linked up on this episode show notes and episode 155. So that would be theamazingseller.com forward slash 155. And if anybody wants to check out Karen's, uh, she's got training, she's got uh, an ebook, she's got uh, services that she'll do, you know, it's done for you services, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash optimize. And uh, you can go ahead and get all that uh, information from Karen and reach out to her and uh, and see some of her stuff that she's doing to help sellers like us. So, Karen, I want to thank you once again for uh, for dropping in and uh, sharing a ton of knowledge. I know I learned a ton, so I want to thank you once again. Is there any last words you wanted to leave people with? Go make a lot of money. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that one a lot. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Karen and I are kind of like neighbors now. We're, we're in South yeah. Carolina together. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm learning my way around here, enjoying the state. And uh, I know you've been here. How many years have you been in, in South Carolina now? Oh, way too many to count. We well, got here when yeah. I was about six or seven years old. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. I thought you actually moved there when maybe you got married or something. So mm-hmm. you, you nope. okay. Okay. I remember you were telling me though before that you, you were, you're in your house that you said you were only going to be in there for a couple of years. Yes. And we're <laughs> still here. So, uh, it's Isn't just that how, how it works sometimes. Through. Yeah, it does. Right. Uh, welcome to the neighborhood. Go Gamecocks. <laughs> All right, Karen. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. All right, so there you have it, right? I mean, Karen always delivers. She's always on top of it. So I'm always, always glad to have her on the podcast to keep us really up to date with what we need to be paying attention to because there's a lot going on within those terms of service. And a lot of times we don't know what is right and what is wrong. And we still might not, but at least we have a better idea. So I want to again thank Karen for coming on and delivering such great value for all of us to go out and really evaluate our own listings, our own products, or if you're just creating a new listing. It's going to help you there as well. I want to remind you guys, if you want to download the show notes and the transcripts, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 245. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 245. You can grab all the notes over there, the show notes that is, the links, uh, the transcripts are downloadable over there as well. And then also the other two episodes that Karen came on and gave us some more insights as far as the optimization goes and some updates. That would be episode episode 86 and 155. Again, I'll throw them in the show notes for you guys at uh, theamazingseller.com forward slash 245. Also, if you want to learn more about Karen and her services and her training about really listing optimization, copywriting to convert better, all that stuff, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash optimize. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash optimize. And you can go and see everything that Karen has to offer over there. And if you want to hire her, great. If not, that's cool too, because she gave you just a ton of value right here, but definitely, definitely recommend her and her services and her training over there. All right, guys. So that was a ton of information. I think we have to just uh, take a deep breath and uh, distill that down and then go 
take some action. So that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. I want to remind you again that I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, say it with conviction, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.